From the Summer Skate Studios, this is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on or off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHAM1 national champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different styles of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota. Earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. AT&T Wireless. Fast, reliable, and secure. M-Drive. Our boost and burn is specially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University Hot. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Drurians and Sweets. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at DruryHotels.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event, or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and now our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's time for analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado, a gorgeous day in Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm okay. It's, uh, you know, it's been a uh, quiet day after a busy weekend. Yeah, um, I, I, my, my day the same. Well, stop it. <laughs> just oh, a quiet please. day spend, quiet spend day laying around a, yeah quiet days they throw rose petals at your feet <laughs> and, and and sit there and i'm surprised they didn't have somebody you know like a few people carrying you around on a big chair like they did the egyptian <laughs> kings and queens i did i did get uh i did get a ride on a golf cart i didn't have to drive so i guess my chauffeur was chris mayotte's uh, uncle so there was, there was that. God. There was that. Oh my lord! Just please. Yeah, and I, and I did make uh, an eagle and two birdies, so you know. Right, and it, yeah, I I I heard the complaints last night. Oh, there's no way I'm gonna be able to hit the ball. Uh, I I've been forever. I haven't hit a club in in decades, and all this other nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did hit the worst shot of the day in front of uh, Coach Mayat, though, and he still wanted to take a picture with me anyway, so that's cool. Good uh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, Colorado College had their uh, first annual golf fundraiser today. They introduced their captains. They uh, introduced some new jerseys, all of that good stuff. So my eyeballs were focused there until now. 
now it's time to talk Lindenwood Lions hockey because we are less than a week away until they drop the puck at uh, Mariucci Arena in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So let's bring on the head coach from the Lions, Rick Zombo. Rick, Scott, and Paul with you tonight. How are you? I'm doing well. Good evening, guys. Good evening, Coach. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Today's a good day. Yeah, um, <laughs> I bet there's a, a, a plausible or a, or a palpable difference in the, everybody's step in practice this week now that it, uh, it's game week. Oh, man, it makes a big difference. The restrictions are off. This this has been on the calendar for, for a long time. And uh, I actually was out of town for last few days recharging. Uh, so I felt good, and the guys are ready to go. We had a good practice today. Awesome. Good, awesome. good stuff, Coach. Um, I got to ask you, uh, as a, your first game at the NCAA level coming up, are you old hat at this, or do you still get some butterflies like you did maybe when you first were at UND and your first professional game and all that stuff? Or are you just like cool, calm, and no big deal? I am. Whenever I start something new, whether it be the first game of the season, you know there's going to be a lot of rust that gets, has to get knocked off. I'm no different for years whenever I ran a hockey camp. Um, the anxiety the anticipation, the enthusiasm is always there. Um, being able to control the ebbs and the flows of, of the emotion is, is something that a professional player uh, has a lot of history with. Uh, you never let them see a sweat, right? So, <laughs> so for a coach, there's always anxiety. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to be extremely excited about it. Uh, I know my players are going to be excited about it. But th this is still uh, digging ditches. It's still practice time, you know. So I've always been a firm believer that I have to be extremely content with my effort, uh, the purpose for my day, and that's always Monday to Thursday. When it, when it's game time, um, there's gentle tweaks uh, that that have to go. Um, it, it's not like I'm pulling my arms back like an alligator and says all on the players. <laughs> um, but it, of course, the competitive fire, I mean, I'll play in ping pong and I'm competitive, <laughs> but it, it's, but I do understand that there's realistic, uh, approaches that are necessary. And also I think the composure of the coach, um, is reflected through the players also. So am I going to be excited? Absolutely. It's a game of emotion. Um, but, uh, controlled, you know, uh, Play with emotion, but not emotional. I yeah. think that's that's a pretty good uh, coin phrase. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um, I love this week because I love the start of the hockey season. I know Paul does as well. But um, in, in our coverage, Jerry, we got you guys playing your very first NCAA game. We just had the uh, Pioneers pick up their uh, NCAA championship rings last night in a ceremony. Uh, I was at the very first uh, Colorado College golf tournament today. So there's a whole bunch of uh, exciting events going on. And um, once we hit Saturday night, you kind of got to start to rein things in because you know this is a long season and uh, you, you want to play with emotion but not get emotional. Is that fair? Yeah, that's that's what I just said too. I, <laughs> I mean, it is uh, – <clears throat> it's easy to break things down. Uh, math doesn't lie if you do it appropriately. Right. Um, to – one shift at a time is a coin phrase, but I know that our probability of doing well is reducing a game 
from 60 minutes to 40 minutes. If we can reduce the game and eliminate or be in the game or be competitive for 40, give us a chance to win. That means there's 20 minutes. You know what I mean? So um, it's very easy to lose a game in the first five minutes. Uh, if we think that we're going to chase Minnesota Gophers, you know, we're stupid. Um, okay. You... One, one more thing, Paul, and then you can okay. jump in. Uh, last night we had Eddie Christian on, and uh, Eddie wants to know if you guys have secretly joined the NCHC because you have so many NCHC opponents on your schedule. Uh, we're not a big dog. So Eddie's a great guy. I mean, he, he is unbelievable. Uh, he's always been very dry. The whole Christian family, obviously, you know, that, that uh, that bloodline goes straight to North Dakota from War Road. Oh yeah. And, um, Davey Christian, everybody knows and Roger and, and the War Road stick plant is just amazing. Uh, and, and I know, uh, I think it's November that our 82, our reunion when uh, Fighting Sioux won national uh, tournament. I think it's November 18th or 19th up in Grand Forks. But but anyway, so yes, it is fresh in my mind. So it's nice that that, that name drop came up again. Um, uh, our, our regional location is fantastic for the NCHC. And I, I know um, that. <laughs> and to uh, everything, it's, it's a business. So it's dollars and cents. So um I think there's teams that want to get out uh, primarily because of the competition. Uh, it, it's very, very challenging to survive. Uh, it, it's great because it's the best of the best. You know, when you talk about uh, a deep league, it's fantastic. But, but right now, um, we're taking little steps. It's nice to see our, our schedule, and, and I'm one to always go play the best and, and, and challenge the best. Um, but as far as NCHC, I, I think that would be a sandwich that I couldn't get my mouth around. <laughs> uh, listen, coach, you know, one step at a time, right? Correct. Uh, you got to walk before you can crawl, uh, crawl before you can walk. Correct. And walk before you can run. Um, you know, I, I, I would think that as much as people want to look at it in a different light, you have to worry more about your own team than, than worry about uh, what Minnesota is going to do uh, on, on Saturday night, right? I mean, you have to get your guys focused and say, listen, you, you got to go in there and, and just play your game and, and do the best that you can and be in the right positions, et cetera, and not worry about what it says on the other jersey, no? Well, that, that's always been the case uh, as me as a player, uh, as me as a coach. Um, it, even when I'm coaching the players, predictability is extremely important. Uh, unfortunately, I'm trying to gather up history with a young team right now to identify predictability. So uh, when players go over the wall, it, it's important as the coach knows uh, with, with great uh, familiarity what his tendencies are. Uh, the game changes uh, so frequently to think you can control as a puppeteer. That's not happening but to bring awareness and, and, and get them familiar with various uh, environments that the game is engaged in um, is what I try to do in practice. All right, so we've had a chat about uh, your lineup and everything. Uh, has things become clearer now as you approach game day as far as your lineup? Well, I mean, I posted our lineup today for, for Saturday's game. 
Um, okay. it, it, it is, yeah. So I, I don't want any of my players looking behind them. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, however, I want them to be aware that there's stuff behind them. Right. So uh, the healthy scratches are aware right now that their eyeballs have to be set on our, on our fourth line. Um, that makes practice extremely competitive. That, that makes changes from one game to the next far more reasonable. That uh, makes certain that we have um, competitiveness inside our dressing room. Uh, to, to have our recruiting list, it's not in their face, but I don't hide it. That's the future that's coming up. Um, I don't think they're silly enough not to recognize that you're only as good as your last game. However, that shouldn't be the focus. The focus. Paul, did we lose Rick? Can you hear him? I can't hear. Maybe we did. Maybe he, I, I, I last thing I heard him say was the focus. Yeah. I yeah. Think, he's I still connected. You, 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 oh, you have a forward line of three guys. You got one right. puck. Two guys really got to play well together. So that becomes a familiarity. So in practice, that familiarity goes with reps. There's a lot of mistakes in, in reps. Uh, and there's a, there's a lot of uh, learning that each player has to understand the tendencies and also communicate where they are in uh, situations that happen in the ice. To, to run uh, like a forward line, like slot hockey or rod hockey, never happens in a game. You know, for me to stage uh, situations, uh, then they become programmable where I want them to be active and identify the next play. So to think that I'm going to get them like Wayne Gretzky, no, it's not happening. <laughs> but there's years and years of players that respond only to please the coach. So the coach says, this is how we play our system. You go there. That's your ice awareness. That's your spot on the ice. This is how you do it. Um, the, uh, you have to work hard. You know, that's what I mean by pleasing the coach. Uh, I, I think they all want to do well. I don't want them to please the coach, even though that the leverage that I have is their ice time. I want them to accept that I'm, I'm different. I, I want the, the freedom to their game. The freedom to the game allows mistakes. Systems to me is reinforcement that you're allowed to make mistakes. We got guys that got your back. So that, that's offensively and defensively. And we, you, you can't go into a game without knowing yourself, right? If you know yourself, right. then it's really important that you realize that you've won already. If you try to be somebody different, you don't have a chance. Long-term, you don't have a chance. You, you, you might've convinced people on the outside, but like you can't fool yourself. So getting the guys to understand who you are individually and who we are um, takes time because they're, they're not accustomed to it. Uh, have you, maybe this is just me thinking out loud, uh, especially early in that first game on Saturday. Um, are you going to emphasize guys taking very short shifts to just kind of get their feet wet and, and get used to uh, a different level of speed? Well, I, well, I, I was hoping that they shrink the size of Mariucci. 
Uh, <laughs> you know, there are rumors that it was going to happen. <laughs> I think it's it's going to happen in 23-24. Um, it's an extremely uh, talented team, always has been. Um, Moscow had, you know, he, he's got his whole decor and goalies back. Uh, and he's got high-end recruits that are coming, you know, coming in. Um, if we're going to play on a large rink, you know, uh, it's going to be extremely challenging. So uh, trying to make it better. You know, the saying is uh, make sure you have five guys connected in in a camera view. I mean, we got to play connected, you know, so uh, being able to uh, outnumber uh, in certain areas of the game, is it going to become a benefit for us? Uh, you don't outnumber the opponents when you're taking penalties. Right. Uh, you, you you have to make certain that you force their better players to defend. Um, you know, that seems to sway things um, potentially in our direction. But it, it comes shift at a time. So uh, some players, uh, everybody's going to be perspiring, putting their equipment on. Okay, so to break a, to think warm up is to break a sweat. No, it's it's to eliminate the butterflies. Um, um, get everybody involved early in the game is extremely important. You don't get tired offensively; you get tired defensively. So let's make certain that uh, we we can balance the workload um, so that the golfers have to work also early in the game. Um, we know that. You made a conscious, because you told us the last time you were on, you made a conscious decision uh, to go with a lot of youth on defense. Um, up front, uh, because it's the first game, uh, are you leaning towards, without giving what uh, something away that you can't or, or That's a no. To? No, I know where you're going, Paul. That's a, <laughs> that's a no. Okay. No, no, it, 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 it's funny because it's early in the season. I'd like to say as a coach, you earn your ice time. Okay. So okay. We, we had four weeks. We re- Today was really a practice. Okay. Right. So earning your ice time comes in practice. Uh, competing against your teammates puts you in the lineup. Unfortunately, history also is brought into it. Right. right. So I have familiarity with returning players as right. far as how they respond in adverse situations that's just not a plus, but it's also a negative, you know, to them. But I do have a history. Um, all, all I have is practice to go on with history. So for these past four weeks, it's really important how they how they practice. And uh, they don't realize um, it, it's to them. It's just words right now. Right. You're, you're being judged. You're being watched. You're being evaluated. Uh, when you walk in a rink, how you walk on the ice, and, and you know, um, uh, talk about body language. I, we, we point out body language. You know, here, here's the difference. Here's you on offense. Here's you on defense. That is you. Yes. Uh, there's a difference. You know. So let's clean up body language, right? Uh, I, I use silly sayings. You know, like guys miss a pass or a teammate missed a pass or they fail and they flare the head back. I said, I'm, I'm done with the horse heads. Like you don't have to, you know, like, ooh, you know, you're missing that by, uh, you know, four inches. And it's like, ooh, that was close. Well, no, not really. It really wasn't that close, <laughs> you know, because so there's no history, right? Like if you're Holly, Holly can get away with that. 
because he's got a history of scoring goals. <laughs> you know, the rest of these guys, like, don't play that card with me because it's not true. But what it is, it's, it's insecurity once, like, in practice when they come back to the bench or when they come back to the line. It, it, it's insecurity, you know. Uh, right. they, they dangle two guys and then they, they, they you know, pitch a pizza on the third guy. And it's like, ooh, ah. Well, no, not really. You know, like that doesn't work. Like we're, we're better off if you, and I told my guys today, you think you're going to stick handle around them. You're better off elevating that puck and you got a better chance of keeping it off the ice than you do on the ice because they're not as good, you know, maybe flaring pucks out of the air. So it's, 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 you know, it's just kind of, having fun and, and, and being cute, but also reinforcing uh, on a consistent message that uh, we've got to make certain that we pass the puck and possession of the puck becomes uh, a great way to defend. Wow. Okay. So let, hold on one second, Paul. Yeah, let, me, right. let me tell you this, Coach. I had a chance to watch uh, UCO and Maryville play this weekend. I called it a marquee matchup in the ACHA D1. And the reason I'm going here is uh, – Man, you've elevated the play across ACHA D1, whether you know it or not or want to admit it or not. Um, everybody wants to be like what you did last year and the years in the past. So, first of all, congratulations on that because yeah. it's fun to watch. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And secondly is, um, how does your style change now or does it from the way you dominated play at the ACHA D1 level to what you're going to bring to the NCAA level? I believe that uh, coaching is a science and also an art. Uh, the art is communicating my knowledge and experience to the players and, and proving that I care and trust them through the process. Um, in, in saying so, um, how I go about selling the message um I don't watch anybody else's practices, um, but 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 I, I think um, I'm I'm very good at getting a message across to players, and and I know that uh, the Maryville coach, I've known that family forever. So I, I talked to John before the weekend. I talked to him after his first game, um, you know, just inquiring who's who's number one now. Uh, sharing notes. Coaches don't share notes. It's just assisting and rooting for people. Uh, I, I root for the ACHA. Um, I, re, I try to recruit ACHA players for my NCAA players outside of um, my own personal team because I'm, I'm very familiar with them. Uh, I'm glad the ACHA is doing well. This year is no different than the 14 years that I coached in it in the past. Uh, it's not a struck, strong enough organization that markets the talent uh, as they deserve. So do I follow it? Yeah, I follow it. Um, and, and I wish them, you know, the best. But it, everything is Korean ingenuity. You rob from this person, you try this. I like to do stuff different than anybody else. I, I think in, in any walk of life, successful people use no as motivation they if you're going to follow the norm you're going to be average especially now you know 
um, justifying your position by failure of higher ups and not assisting the bottom pushing up. That's why everybody is, is average. So as far as my coaching goes, I don't want to follow um, how the LA Kings did it when they won the Stanley Cup, how the Blackhawks, because now you're behind the curve. You got to right. get ahead of the, you have to get ahead of the curve. You have to see where it's going. And we, we've initiated, my kids, for the past 14 years, even this year, can do any USA hockey drill from Monday to Thursday with their eyes closed. They've been doing it forever. It, it, to get them to think and, and uh, uh, to emulate potentially some one of their NHL heroes executing those skills, my practices are no different than St. Louis Blues practices. They just do it faster with far more touches within 200 feet. It, it's identical, but it, it, it's getting the spatial concepts and the timing, and, and uh, that is extremely challenging uh, when it comes to practice environment. You can, you can never emulate the intensity necessary in a practice as what's asked for in a game, but also you, you don't want to pattern drill players because situations and scenarios change all the time. You, there needs to be the freedom uh, for them to, to respond, if not uh, initiate their actions. There's got to be a purpose to it. Coach, I don't, I, you know, every, every, as you said, everybody's got to do things their own way. Um, do you use, and I mean, I don't know what you had available, you know, in the past when you were coaching at the ACHA level, um, but do you, are you going to use a lot of film of the other team? Oh, well, uh, sure. sure. I mean, not, not necessarily for, the, for you and the coaches, but how much of that do you show the players in a normal week? Uh, and does it change from week to week or um, – so okay, so our, our pre our pre scout gets prepared uh, Sunday. So you know we haven't got any games yet, but you know w when we finish our second game, uh, it's a staff's responsibility to put together a pre scout uh, for the next week. So that that becomes a very apparent to the players. Um, it's available to them. Um, and the more educated you are in understanding what the opponents are. Um, assists you not only getting your mind in the right place, um, but also picking up patterns or, or tendencies that can be used or maybe not used. Okay, so um, film is used every day. Film was used during the summer. Mm -hmm. um, our our, our uh, catalog of film is primarily NHL film. Right. So with NHL film, um, their game is no different than, than a college game, but it's players that uh, in the NHL that my players can identify with. And uh, during the summer, you know, we ask who their favorite players, who do you emulate? Uh, and then the library starts being built, okay, for each individual player. So if you have a, you know, if you have a straight liner like uh, like Hyman in, in Edmonton, you know, Hyman was ex extremely successful. 
uh, playing with Marner and, and uh, Matthews. Um, so if, if um, the genetics of the players or, or the, the toolbox of a player seems to emulate Zach Hyman and, and that name rings a bell, here we go. And tell me what you see, what, you know, and, and this is Zach's play. How did he handle it? And what makes it really nice is my video coach is so good at it. Uh, he'll stop the film before the final execution. And then, it, then you get the player to talk. And when you get the player to talk, what do you think happened off of this? It's, it's extremely important. Vis, visual teaching is really important. And we, what we've been doing for the past 10 years is, so, so Monday is, is always our film day uh, as far as the, the, the past weekend. Okay, so we're prepping um, our pre-scout for the opponents on Sunday. It goes up on a loop, but our actual film session Monday is reviewing the past weekend's performance. So uh, what we have found is most young players, when you have a film session, they identify their numbers. If their numbers are on the film, they tense up and get a wall defense. And then the rest fall asleep. You know, it's almost like, <laughs> we've lived another day. Okay. So what, 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 what were you thinking is the title of our, our Monday film day? What were you thinking? So it's, awesome. it's limited film and it allows the players to talk and a player start. It's amazing. When you get players together and are allowed to talk, they like to talk. So they talk about what were you thinking? And then, you know, at the end is, is always a, a looney tune. Like, what were you thinking? You know, it's like a toe right. picker, you know, a pizza delivery. What were you thinking? And, and it, it really becomes productive as far as coaches go because the communication amongst players is just equally as important as the communication between the players and the coaches. So if, if somebody is not seeing what you see, uh, you have to identify why. Um, and we, we call it scanning. Um, there's a difference between looking and also seeing, you know, when you see there's, there's retention and then, then there needs to be a process of probability and equation before you make your choice. Those happens in seconds, but if guys only stare at the puck, that's, that's the problem with youth hockey. Like you could have an invisible puck and you'll have 12 players on the ice with their nose facing the puck. Like that's so easy to see, you know where the puck is. The good players are the ones that scan, you know. So it, um, it, it may seem novice, but I got to start at a novice level to develop a foundation where um, I say you got to touch your chin to your shoulder. Touching your chin to your shoulder becomes extremely graphic, very good picture for me, but it allows you to turn your head. And when you turn your head, that is extremely important where now they understand that there's a feel in your hands, right? Like you blindfold somebody, your, your senses become extremely acute. And I, and I want the guys to understand the feel of the puck. These guys have to really understand not only what side of the stick it is, but there's a difference in the feel from the heel to the toe, right? And, and then it, it comes into most guys that are getting hit in a game or, or, um, getting hurt on hits is because they don't have possession of the puck. Where do your eyes go when you lose the puck? It goes down, you go find the puck. So it becomes, you know what I mean? So 
Right. To, to run a million drills in front of these guys and systems and structures, um, that's really not my approach. Um, they're aware of uh, our system. They're aware of our, our structure. Um, but you, you, you have to understand um, the concepts. So for, for me, I'm into today is our, our routine day. We got to learn routines. Okay. It's our first, first practice. Got to learn routines. And then we got to start playing with each other. So we develop reps, we develop the chemistries, but it, it went from identity to, to concepts to, to systems. I mean, like you can't go to systems if they don't understand the concepts, right. you go to systems and, and, and then now it's identity and special teams and, and uh, time management. I mean, conversations that I have is not, holy shit, what a great shot that was. It, it, you know, like what, what happens when a team is forced on an icing, it, like if you're the next line going over the boards, you better not take eight seconds figuring out our, you know, our ozone face-off play. You're stupid. You got to recognize that you got them on a run. It, it, you know, is a grind shift that they're forced to take an icing. And now, now you have uh, some laxity <clears throat> uh, in, in the opponent's physical acuteness. But don't give them eight seconds. Don't give them five. So you got to know. You got to realize. You got to realize, you know, who's been on their knees for a couple uh, couple shifts in a row. And, and you, you follow me? There, there's more to um, understanding the game uh, than just follow that puck around. That That's what I talk about. Okay, so uh, let me let me ask you this. Because uh, last night I had a chance to watch uh, – uh, a preseason game between the Avalanche and the Golden Knights. And yeah. I just came off of uh, spending four days with the rookie face-off tournament out in San Jose. And I thought, man, the NCAA guys have, have caught up and they're making their mark in the AHL and they're, they're fitting in. Last night, I saw the difference between NHL and AHL with wide open eyes. <laughs> in what way? In what way? Uh, in what well, way? Here's the deal. I saw JT Comfer last night with his yeah. chest pumped out like a Stanley Cup champion. He walked right down the goal line and uh, he buried the game-winning shot by the ear of the goaltender who never saw it. Right. Um, and then I saw AHL guys try to do the same thing and uh, they just weren't they weren't close and it was clearly obvious. And I know that's what they have to do. So bringing it back to NCAA and ACHA, you, you were very successful. Your teams were very successful. You win a national championship at the ACHA level. Are you guys that played on that team um, confident, chest pumped out, like they're ready to go, or have you experienced some of the things that this is a new this is a new venture, this is a new league, new teams, and they're they're a bit apprehensive, should I say? Uh, Scott, nobody's going to take away winning a championship. Exactly. Uh, they they will recognize and remember the rest of their life everybody on that team to win the title. Uh, I think I've brought it up before. The amount of adversity that my players had to go through that whole season of an uncertainty uh, was really, really taxing inside our dressing room. Um, so I think that's good. I, I think that um, Successful people are looking for greater challenges and, and, and harder work. If there's, if they are still talking about uh, our title, our championships, 
or my whole team thinking that now all of a sudden that they're, they're a division one player, it's time for me to untie the balloon knot. It, it, right now, it doesn't, doesn't mean a thing. Right. You know, th- this summer, the whole talk is about our schedule. What are you thinking? What is schedule? This is great. Uh, what, do you, what are your expectations? How do you measure success? I, I don't talk about I don't talk about that. It like um, for me, it, it is, <clears throat> of course, I got a plan for the day and, and uh, the opponents and a long term plan. It's most important that we execute each day and, and, and finding small increments of success and celebrating those. We also have to find the small increments of deficiencies so that they don't get larger times 26. So not only do we have a couple of hours of practice, there's film because we film our practices. We go over that and we talk about. So in, in the evening, there's correspondence that's going on from my coaches to my players. Just an awareness. It's just a, it's just awareness. Okay. And they they want to know how I feel and what my approach is. Okay. So, um, like for me to be, for me to be successful, for me to want more, that's my personality. I try to recruit players that have that same strong motor as me and that insatiable desire to be fantastic. Right. Um, going against the Minnesota Gophers or anybody else in our schedule. We were all 20 years old. We all did some crazy things that probably (laughs) wouldn't be well advised. Probably not. And we all survived. But that's a hockey player. That's a 20 year old. And I'm the one that's trying to assist them. Um, I don't consider it tomfoolery. Um, it, it, somebody on the outside that doesn't understand me or the players that we try to recruit, um, wouldn't think it's ill-advised that it's just, it emulates my personality and it's going to take time, uh, to be successful. Average is, is unacceptable to me. And, um, and also I bounce up faster than I go down. So. Are, are we going to take our lumps? There's no doubt. Do, do I want my guys taking lumps? No. However, the only way to get better is to keep constant pressure on them every single day, but it's how you apply the pressure, which becomes the art. So how much of, especially in the beginning, is going to be, hey, guys, we can't look at, 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 at the scores right now. Our goal is to just make sure we bring it on every shift. Correct. Correct. Except the fact that there's a lot of battles in a game. Right. We want to win more than we lose. Except the fact that there's some hot spots in the rink that are, are, are challenging uh, to ask for assistance. You know, the closer you are to, to your own net, it's pretty challenging to ask for help. You know, you got a goalie there, but he ain't asking. You follow me? So, like, 200 feet away, eh, you can get by with those mistakes. 
but let, let's make certain that there's awareness of how we can ask for assistance. And if we ask too much, then, then we got a problem. Okay, I got to go backwards one more time again to uh, I, I watched that uh, UCO and Maryville series, the two game series, and there were a ton of penalties and undisciplined penalties. And I thought that was rare for both of those teams to play that undisciplined, especially early in the year. Both coaches made reference to it. Um, I'm guessing that discipline is going to be a huge thing for your, your roster. Uh, yeah, I, I think one thing that any individual can control is how they carry themselves. I think if you sign up for a team, it's very important that uh, you have to put your personal feelings to the side and you're playing for the team. Uh, college hockey is not a game of um, severe intimidation, uh, but it is an aggressive game. Uh, I, I knew that game would be um, last regular season game, Florida Panthers versus Tampa Bay. They know they got to meet each other. Those two teams are going to meet each other. Those are two really good teams. They're going to meet each other. So, you know, it, it's, it's time to establish yourself um, as far as how much you, you want to rock on your heels. But there's a right way of presenting it. Uh, there's a right way within the rules to present it. Um, you, you knew that was going to be a very combative weekend and, uh, how they handled it. You know, I, I know, uh, they both shared a win, but how they got there, I, I don't know, but you, you knew it was going to be, uh, intense. All right. So how much of a difference coach now that we're in game week, has it, is it going to be uh, from last year to this year? Is there much of a change at all outside oh, yeah. of the obvious oh, opponent? Yeah. Oh, hell um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the coaching side's fun. Right. <laughs> there, you know, uh, there's tickets. There's media requests. Right. Uh, there, there's people in Minnesota that I haven't been in contact with for over 30 years that are popping up. <laughs> um, travel. You know, um, there's health issues amongst my players. Uh, there's family responsibilities amongst our coaches. Um, you know, we, we've we've got our first home game in in three weeks. That's being attended uh, to. No, there's there's a tremendous amount of stuff going on. Um, that it, it's just you know, <clears throat> building a routine is important. That was today. It's building a routine. You know, uh, when we go on the road, I'm establishing the fact that my alumni that we've had since 2003, I'm going to spend time with them. So, uh, so we open up Saturday night, uh, Friday, I got to find time to spend time with the alumni in town. It's extremely important to me. And no matter where we go, we're going to establish that we're going to honor our, our alumni. Um, no different than on our, our home game against Air Force. It's extremely important to me that not only for our home games that we honor Lindenwood alumni, but in St. Louis, the first team, first NCAA team was St. Louis University. Right. We're going to recognize them too. That's awesome. Of course. Like, unfortunately, uh, it had a short shelf life. 
but I know when I came down, uh, they, they did the back and back to back. So when I in Chicago playing youth hockey, we'd go to a slew game and then you double dip it and watch the blues play. Uh, there's, there's gotta be, well, I don't know, 12 to 20 guys that, that played on St. Louis university Billikens that still make their home here. Um, very important to me, um, because I understand the long-term positive effect that Lindawood men's hockey is going to have in the St. Louis community. I'm well aware of it. Right. Now, so like, I, as I told you guys before, there's internal and then there's perception. I really, really don't listen to the outside world, but I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with it. You know, we're, uh, my assistant coach was at the USHL showcase. I was with him uh, the weekend before. Um, th those are relationships and, and, um, because me, my staff, my team, we got a plan or, you know, either like not everybody's going to like it. You understand? Like, it's just, it's just coach's mm -hmm. nature, you know, but we know what we're doing and it's not to be offensive. It's just, right. it's who we are. Well, then hey, let me ask this. When, when, when you put the word out, um, that, hey, if you're an alumnus in the area and you're one of my former players, et cetera, um, did the amount of response you get come back about the area you expected? Or 100%. Or was it more? Uh, 100%. Uh, so we were able to gather up, and, and this has started two years ago, trying to build an alumni database. Okay, so... Okay. We've been able to track down, and it's it, internet is special if you spend a lot of time on it, and, and a lot of people do. So whether it be Facebook or uh, whatever, whatever, the, you could tell that's out of my my realm. Um, <laughs> Two hundred and seventy. So you, you figure you got twenty five guys on a team, not only ACHA Division One, ACHA Division Two. So you're, now you're talking about 50, 50 players. Uh, Two thousand three, we started. So I, I think we're up to 300 that we have on a database. Uh, we've had correspondence with 150 um, before uh, July. Uh, and that's it's for me because I've extended myself, um, just not words, um, but I have a special treat that I've extended myself for them. Um, and I'm following through on it. it, it it's that important to me. It like... <clears throat> You could have a bag of crap, but if you don't know how to wrap it well, nobody's buying it. You know, marketing <laughs> is really important. And, and and to have people that really understand Lindawood hockey and what it's like to play for Lindawood hockey, that becomes, what I say, 150 voices more than me. And then, you know, uh, everybody, every, once you're involved with hockey, you just don't throw your skates away and you never, you know, go watch another game. They're around hockey people. So now that it, it just becomes a multiplication factor, which they've never uh, received uh, to the extent that I want to extend myself and our program to. My guys have always had open access to my dress room after a game. Alumni. Right. And, and it's funny because when I was playing for the Wings, we're real close with um, the Tigers and the Pistons and Sparky Anderson. We used to hold the whole media out 
because he enjoyed being around hockey players. Yeah. And when you, the same thing in, in Detroit, Jacques DeBurs allowed children, pets, no wives, but into the, into the locker room. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it it's really important to, de- to develop and appreciate it's a sport, but when you get to know the family and you get to know the kids and, and uh, you extend yourselves beyond the goals and assists, right. that, that's what this is all about. Yeah, the, uh, that's see, the Sparky Anderson thing is funny because um, I've had a chance to – I had a chance when I was much younger and I was in school to talk to uh, the late, great coach, George Allen. And he mm-hmm. was like – he loved being around hockey players. He was like, that's a great game, and those players are, are, are top-notch, and I love hockey. Sure. And, and hopefully it doesn't change. Everybody that I'm around, the alumni that I'm around, they're still humble. Who cares what your assets are like? They're, right. they're still at, they're humble because it's, it's a respect for what you have to do to get there to be successful. And it's got nothing to do with the paycheck. It is being able to reach your highest aspirations and most guys get knocked down a lot along the ways. And it makes for a really strong, strong adult. Yeah, good good stuff, Rick. We appreciate that. Um, I want to uh, I want to ask you just a little bit about, uh, because I was one of the media guys that asked for a request, Paul, in case you're wondering. <laughs> I was not wondering. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, how, how much different is that going to be? Because we all know that the ACHA didn't get nearly enough, and all of a sudden it's kind of picking up. And you mentioned a little bit about uh, the people that were asking already, but um, are you ready for that? No, I, I don't pay. I I, <laughs> I brought it up today. I, no, seriously, I brought it up today only because this weekend I started getting inquiries. Um, I know my hockey ops put out a list. Two weeks ago, let's get this done, over with, so when it comes time to game time, we don't have to deal with it. It also provides two weeks ahead of time um, for players, family, friends. If there's no tickets available from our stash, go buy your own. It, it, you know, you know, it, it is. Yep. You, you have to, when you say, now kids nowadays, it's, it's amazing. They really can multitask. They can plan their phone, their phones. They can watch TV and also listen to what mom is saying. Like it's not the type of attention that we preferred growing up or that we were raised. You know, um, I was raised. Your nose better be facing my face when I'm talking to you. That (laughs) seemed that seemed to help me in the listening process. But these kids now, I mean, they, they multitask like it's nobody's business. However. I, I want to make certain that they understand this is strictly controllable, what you can control. And the sooner that you get ahead of um, narrowing your focus makes it easier for you to control what you need to control. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like if you have a bad, bad breakfast, you're, to start your day at work sucks, you know. <laughs> If you have a bad day at work, coming home sucks. You know, your loved ones are going to pay the price unless you got a long ride. Right. Well, Rick, right. ask Paul about, about that. that. 
because um, his dick is stuck all the time <laughs> driving off yeah. Long Island. Oh, I bet. Oh, it's awful. Um, <laughs> I, I, first of all, uh, much respect for you guys throwing out the the, the welcome wagon uh, for those players that played at St. Louis because yeah. uh, they had a tremendous record in oh, their yeah. time. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I, I, the way I'm, if I'm reading this correctly, they never had a losing season. Nope. Um, and that is tremendous. And I'm sure there's still a bunch of those players hanging around. There is. Um, so I'm glad to see that they're going to get recognized. The other thing I got here, Coach, um, and you triggered it actually with something you said earlier uh, in the show, and I have to ask you this question. Yeah. Um, water bottle. You were in that game? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I need some details. I, I need okay, to give you, I'll give you the whole Zombo details. perspective. I'll give you the whole details. Okay. The water bottle game. Yeah, so the water bottle game. So uh, the Badgers and us, we hated each other. Everybody hated North Dakota. You know, back then, uh, they didn't have officials on the ice during a warm-up. Uh, at least at home, we used to inadvertently steal the opponent's pucks and push them off the center ice to the blue line. Oh. Oh, yeah. So the, the Badgers back then, um, was it Cobra Arena? What was it? Dane County. So Dane, Dane County Co- Arena. Yeah. Dane County Arena. So Dane County Arena, uh, there was concrete between the two benches. And if, if you followed the concrete through, it was an open beer garden. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So Jim Archibald, <laughs> Jim Archibald found his way in a fight at the beer garden and then came back. So uh, what what had happened was I, I believe it was John Newberry who was a second round pick for the Montreal Canadiens squirted uh, Kerry Eads uh, with a water bottle on a line change. That's that's how it started. So uh, w- when that started, uh, pretty much all hell broke loose, um, and. It wasn't that the benches emptied, uh, and I was on the ice. It, it was the six, six players on each team on the ice, uh, and, and then one of the fights went from the ice out into the concrete, and then the one that could <laughs> run on concrete with his skates <laughs> came back and, and threw a punch in the melee. Um, uh, that was Josh Archibald. Um, but it, yeah, it, it was, uh, everybody talks about it. Like I still fish in Wisconsin. It's amazing. I run into people and, and, you know, when they want to talk hockey, they talk about the water bottle game, you know, the water bottle game, but it, it was, um, savagery, the amount of hate that, um, we had not, not only with the Badgers, but we, we had it with the Gophers too. We had it with the Gophers too. Uh, Duluth wasn't quite up to uh, up to the standards uh, of of hatred, but yeah, there, there was no question. Those were um, well, it's nor it's Norris Division games. Yeah. yeah. Oh, listen. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 I I will uh, suggest to anybody if you have not ever watched any video of that, go look it up. I mean, I'm <laughs> old enough to remember and watching enough. Uh, Broad Street bully brawls. Oh sure. This was this was this was better than that. I mean, this was, I mean, this was off the charts. Uh, Mike Milbury shoes in the stands at the Garden, sort of nuts. 
And uh, I just am shocked that I went as long as I did and never heard of this. So, Well, what, Paul, you know, you know what kind of tamed it was tamed. that there's face masks. Okay, yeah, there's face masks, but on the other on the other side, what elevated was fighting in college hockey was unheard of. Right. Like, oh, so to have something erupt like that, um, yeah, no, it was wild. I don't think any, I don't think anybody really got hurt. At, you know, you know, what I mean, like you're you're so hyped up on emotion. Uh, it's it's like a fight, man. You get knocked out. You you don't realize you got knocked right. out until you wake up. Um, so it, you know, no, it, it was, it was beautiful. <laughs> oh, y'all listen, I like, like, said. like guys, like it, it, that place, absolutely. They, the cheering, like their band, like the trumpet slides <laughs> would come over the, like come over the boards. Oh man. You don't think guys were trying to hit the, at least our guys were trying to hit the, the trumpet slides coming oh, over. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. Are you talking about the atmosphere? It was unreal. And and that's what I try to express here in Lindenwood. What sets the stage, it sets the atmosphere, is the student body. It, it, it is it is everything for a college hockey game. You get a pep band and you get uh, uh, lubricated fans. Like at North Dakota, <laughs> like at North Dakota, <clears throat> guys used to stand out for tickets. Student body used to stand out for tickets, and they had fifty-five gallon drums. Like North Dakota is freezing. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's free. So they'd light up the 55 gallon drums and burn them just to stay warm. So the day before to get tickets. And then back then at North Dakota is when they started throwing all the animal pelts on the ice. Are you guys familiar with that? No. Oh, Oh, so we're playing the gophers. You'd be amazed. There'd be almost two dozen gopher pelts coming over the stands. Badger pelts. These guys were sneaking. This is way before the Red Wings throwing octopus. Way before. Oh, way before. No, these guys were smuggling in carcasses inside their winter coats in Grand Forks. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, there were no uh, there were no checks at that point, or at least oh no, people let them through. But all right, well, it's it's game week. We appreciate you taking some time to jump on with us. That media request still stands. So I hopefully will. uh, We'll see you on Friday. At least I'll be knocking the doors at uh, at Mariucci for you, Coach. I appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Thanks. Scott. We'll see you this weekend, Scott. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, Play well and and have fun, okay? Of course, always. (laughs) That's head coach from the Lindenwood Lions, NCAA Hockey. They're going to play their first game, folks, this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, first two games, I should say, at Mariucci Arena in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Paul and I are going to be back in just a couple minutes to wrap up another episode of Analytics and Eyeballs. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs, I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes.
any hockey player in the desert southwest. And they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. The point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs. Indeed it is. It's Monday night, which means it's time for Analytics and Eyeballs. Um, always a great conversation with Rick Zombo. I wish we uh, wish we could get him to open up a little bit. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> way too reserved and, 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 and shy about giving us some answers. I mean, <laughs> I know that we're getting ready for the first week of the season, but um, got to, got to get, I got to, we have to, one of these, one of these slow weeks, we have to try and get, uh, I, I know that we, we, we try to limit the number of people on a particular show just because it makes for better conversation, but we got to get two people that weren't uh, somebody from the red and white school <laughs> and you just want to poke the bear. That's all you want. No, I want to. I, I want. I want to hear both side, more sides of this this water bottle stuff. I, if, you know, I, everybody's told you what it is. Well, I've heard it from one side. And I'm not. Sure, I'm sure they're telling. That doesn't matter if I get that. Just let it. Just let. Let's continue the brawl. Thirty years later, let's go. <laughs> let's get a. Let's get a badger and a and a Sioux on here, and, and let's go. Let's get somebody else. There was, you know, that was somebody who was on the the red and white team for 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 that night, and you know <laughs> we can have Coach Zombo on again and talk about it with that guy, and um, you know, or we get somebody else from the from 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 the green and white team, and let's go, let's 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 <laughs> let's recreate the brawl, baby. Uh, all right, since we're way over already, um, your thoughts on, on on what lies ahead for Lindenwood? We've talked about the the opportunity that they have to to make a mark, but we also know realistically, hey, they're playing the toughest schedule in NCAA hockey. So 
Um, I, I'm not going to ask coaches because it's not, you know, he's not going to tell me anyway. But um, what, what Paul would, would deem success, I told you what San Diego State told me would be success for them uh, at the ACHA level this year was getting respect from the teams they played. Yeah, they want to win. Yeah, they want to be competitive. But at the end of the day, they want to be respected as a viable opponent. Um, is that too crazy for the Lindenwood Lions? No, I think that's what they sh- that's what they'll be shooting for. Um, I think that'll be hard early in the season, just from a synchronicity standpoint, because a lot of these guys have never played in a game together. And I think that matters. I think it takes a weekend or two to kind of get your feet set. They're going to sit there and they're going to play two top five teams in the first four games. <laughs> and a very yeah. exper- and a very experienced uh, Air Force team? It is going to be brutal, is what I'm going to say. It's a, it's a really tough task. If there was any coach, though, and any person that I would want to take on that challenge, I believe it would be Rick Zombo. Because well, like he said, he doesn't back down to anything or anybody. He's going to, uh, he's going to make his mark, and he's going to play his game, and his guys are going to play their game. Um I thought it was interesting to ask when I asked about the uh, the guys uh, from last year's championship team because Paul, I'm telling you, last night uh, there was a big difference between the guys that were wearing um, the Avalanche jersey last year and, and some guys that not. I mean, Evan Rodriguez was one of the guys that wasn't there last year, but boy, JT Comfer, Logan O'Connor, their chests were pumped out. They were like, "You can't stop us," and you know it. Um, type of type of a deal, and I just wonder how much carryover that is, or uh, or if it really doesn't affect anything. No, we all know experience matters. Yeah, but it's a different kind of experience, right? You won the ACHA championship. You didn't win the NCAA championship. Well, listen, uh, I you're right. Okay. Um, they do have they, they those guys that were on that team last year are definitely gonna understand they have now taken a step up. And the goal, if I'm looking at it from the outside, which I am, is you wanna be consistent from shift to shift. You wanna be you wanna play your best hockey every shift. Are you gonna make mistakes? Yes. Is there a talent disparity? Um, yeah, I, I would say probably. I would say you look at the the the, the draft picks on that other maroon and gold team, and you look at where Lindenwood is starting from. It matters. Those guys that play for that other maroon and gold team. Most of those guys have been playing at that level for at least a year or two. And you've got a team of guys that 
you have a few guys from Lindenwood that have some NCAA experience, and you need that in the locker room. So somebody has to, you know, let the the new players know, hey, this is what's going to happen. This is going to come at you faster than you think, et cetera. Okay. So, right. so let me reference this as my last uh, thought of the night. Um, when I look at them coming in as obviously severe underdogs, do they play? Do they play the Herb Brooks style, where um, your favorite movie, where they, uh, you know, they they're the underdogs and they're not expected to win, but this is their night. Do you, can you play that at this level at this stage? You can if you've had a year of experience playing with each other. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was getting at. I, I don't think you can play that card now. I think you have to. Uh, you have to. I think you play that. I think you play that card shift to shift. Just try to yeah. win your shift. Yeah. As many times as you can. Yep. And let the well, chips fall where they may. Rick pretty much said that. He said uh, shorten the game by twenty minutes, by forty minutes. See where you're at at the end of sixty. You know, I mean, that's really what it comes down to at, at this point. Um, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I'm, you know, it's it's good that you're going to be there. Um, I don't know if I'll have access to, to that game. Uh, Got to figure <laughs> out what the heck's going to happen here on Saturday night. I got to make sure all my logins work. And, yeah, get uh, prepared, man. There's great college hockey coming up and. Uh, we definitely know what's going on up in Duluth on Saturday night as well. And I'll be there Sunday afternoon at the uh, 4 p.m. Central time start. What time is that on the East Coast, Paul? That would be 5 o'clock. Okay, just checking. Um, oh, so that's it. when – at what time back in Arizona? That would, that would be, be a uh, 4 o'clock start. No, oh, no wait, 4 o'clock no, Central. 5, but 3 o'clock. Right, right. It's 5, no, nope. no, see. 2 o'clock. Uh, 2 o'clock, yeah. <laughs> We're just playing the time game. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, to see what's going on um, with all these programs. And like I said, this week has been incredible because there's so many new things, right? Um, right? We haven't had teams that have won national championships and gotten these rings and have gone into detail about what the rings are like and all of that good stuff. And uh, oh, wow. so, so that happened for Denver. Colorado College today, Paul, was uh, – I know you haven't been to one of these golf outing things, but – Man, when you start it up, it is so much work. And for them to get 124 people to attend, uh, that was just amazing. What a job they did. Uh, they only made one mistake. And, Peter, I hope you're listening. But how? How, how did can they you do put that? Peter, how can you put Peter Menino in charge of your swag? I, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> well, That's... I'm going to tell you a little secret. I asked him for, uh, for a swag bag for you, and he said, oh, absolutely. Then he said, Oh, by the way, we're out of we're out of two XLs here here at the golf course, so I'll have to get them from the from the arena. But I'll get them for Paul. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's my boy <laughs> right there. That's my guy right there. Coach Menino is my man. I did a, about a four and a half minute segment with both him and John Lidget that I'm going to post here shortly. And yeah. uh, I, I said, John, tell me about what's going on in the ice with the players because Peter's way caught up in these new jerseys. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> he said it was. So. Yeah, see. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, good stuff. He he went on to tell uh, the entire world about all the uh, 
the swag that they get, that his players get at Colorado College. And then he made sure to point out that uh, that uh, the the NCAA rules were not compromised in the process. I'm sure. Well, and, I guess one and, day we're going to have to do a swag show. And then the other the other thing is I brought up to them both on the show. I said, uh, my co-host Paul Hornstein doesn't think that you guys are getting enough love. And, uh, and they both said, oh, we appreciate that. And then Peter said, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Isn't he an ASU alum? And I said, yeah. And he goes, Powers, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Your ASU alum doesn't, doesn't think we're getting enough love. <laughs> well, listen, nobody's asked me what I thought about ASU and what, what they're getting. But, you know, they don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to sit there and look at a conference ballot like you did. Um, that was hilarious. Okay. And I'm just yeah. following what's going on. And, <laughs> um, I ran us out of time, you know, as always, but that was two funny stories. So I'll have that up online and you, nice. can, you can listen to it. It was classic. Nice. <laughs> anyway, the guys look great in their new uh, yellow and white. And Peter explained it all to us. But take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, analytics and eyeballs have been brought to you by Drurians and Suites. Drury Plaza, Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotel is booking now at DruryHotels.com. University of Central Oklahoma, two-time ACHA M1 champions and champions every day in the classroom at UCOHockey.net and at UCO.edu. AT&T, where new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone. Buy summer skates. Whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shoes, shower shoes, and koozies. SummerSkates.com for more information. San Diego State University, the best of education, California and hockey, as well as lifestyle at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our three valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration. For schedule and ticket information, go to ouhockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs new or pre-owned. Jets Pizza. More than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at JetsPizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is, from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you get your podcasts from. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I will uh, say a big thank you to Rick Zombel, the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions, as they prepare for their first weekend of NCAA hockey on the road in Minnesota to face off against the Golden Gophers. I also want to thank everybody at Colorado College for uh, accepting me. I have 120-plus new friends, and, man, you guys, are, you guys are great. That was so much fun, and you guys said, took such good care of me from uh, uh, Leslie Irvine down. Uh, it, was, 
it was a pleasure. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, uh, Coach Mayotte, I'm sorry I had to put your emotional video up, but man, if there's anybody that's more passionate and uh, and more dedicated to their program as a head coach in NCAA hockey, show me. I'll wait because uh, the passion just streams out of him, uh, and, and it was incredible again today. And finally, to everybody that I played with today, thanks for making that round of golf a whole bunch of fun. I hadn't picked up a club in seven years, and I uh, had the opportunity today to uh, – to relive some some really fun times. And, um, man, you guys are all great. And that was the Mayotte family, uh, uncle, cousin, and uh, brother Bo. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. We'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. Good night.